Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Time to play the game! <laughs> it may be the nighttime, but the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Truckery Show. Hanging out with you here on this Tuesday evening live in the Kia Studios. We ask you to download the Odyssey app. We know you're not in the car as much, especially tonight as all the kids are out uh, trick-or-treating. Hopefully uh, you're safe in your neighborhoods and stuff. Uh, Don't speed or anything like that. Slow down a little bit in the neighborhoods. A lot of people, you know, out and, you know, kind of things kind of back to normal as much as they can be, but kids will be out trick-or-treating, so slow down in your neighborhoods. But we ask you to download the Odyssey app. That way you can listen in to the show. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. You can use your smartphone, your Alexa speakers, your tablet, your turntable, your pager, your laser disc, whatever your device is, just download it on something to be able to catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to be a part of the show, follow us on our personal Twitter pages. I am at JMCH316. That is your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there producing the show. As always, he has survived, I guess, about the first month or so of us being together. That word survive is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of heavy lifting. Absolutely. Listen, Oren Romaine behind the glass at Oren Romaine. And um, we got a lot to get into, a lot to cover um, here tonight. So uh, let's actually start with the Hawks. Uh, believe it or not, we'll, we'll start with the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they've actually won two in a row. After I asked the question on Twitter, are they planning on winning a game this year? Against two mediocre teams, that the Knicks and the you know whatever they're called, the the Pelicans or the Bobcats or the or the uh, what are they called? They're they're the Hornets. Oh, Hornets. What? What? What are they called? 
you know damn well what I said, John Chuckery. Hornets. Oh, okay. Hornets. I was going to say, I didn't think they were doing adult stag films. But anyway, um, so a couple of good wins here. Uh, we'll talk to our friend of the show, Lauren Williams. We haven't caught up with her uh, in a while. She, of course, is the beat writer for the Atlanta Hawks for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And, um, you know, good last couple of games uh, here. You know, get back to 500. Now they got Washington tomorrow. Look, that should be a win at home against Washington. Need to keep improving the home record. Um, obviously, they lost the opener uh, at home, but um, this is a winnable game tomorrow night. So you need to find a way to win the game and get above 500, and let's roll uh, from there. So Hawks uh, getting it done. Uh, DeJounte Murray was terrific last night. And, again, um, he's a guy that doesn't always fill up the stat sheet, but he does so many things. What did I talk about all last year? Winning basketball plays, right? That's what he gives you is winning basketball plays. So we'll talk to Lauren Williams coming up here and uh, get her thoughts about where we're at. Jalen Johnson, by the way, too, has been – outstanding uh, so far uh, in his very early part uh, of the season. Well, uh, we'll spend more time on this uh, coming up at 720, and we'll also talk to our buddy uh, Michael Rothstein from ESPN that covers the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Falcons go up to Tennessee against the TIT, ANS, and lose. Warren's already got his head in his hands. You can just uh, call them the Titans, John Shuckery. That's, that's 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 their name, the Titans. Yeah, no, the don't spell it. No, 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 no. A N S. There's no need to spell it. Just huh? call them the Titans. Right. The, nobody nobody spells their name out when they're when they're referring to their football team. Well, I, again, if you pronounce it, it's the Titans. T I T. No, 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 no. Huh? No, you stop. You always stop. Why do you st- Why do you stop? Because that's it's phonetically how you spell it. No. No. T-I-T. If it's phonetic, it's T-I, then the, on the end. T-I-T-A-N-S. T-I hyphen T, and then A-N-S. Why did you pause again? What? Oh. Well, maybe maybe I'm confused. I, I don't oh, know. I, it, it could be me. Could be could be it, just me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not you. Well, they go up to Nashville, and they lose. <laughs> so, um... You know, obviously, look, the big story is we will know tomorrow who's going to be the starting quarterback this coming Sunday, right? And that's what everybody wants to know is who's going to start. We know Jaron Hall, it looks like, is going to start for the Minnesota Vikings as there will be another guy making his first ever start. How many How many teams have we played this year that have quarterbacks making their first ever start? Um, defense was not very good. Too many big plays. Offense can't get anything done. Um Trade deadline is coming past. We'll talk to Michael about it. They did add uh, a defensive um, uh, lineman, Contavious uh, Street. So they they pick up a you know kind of a journeyman guy, just a rotational guy. weren't weren't there? Can't remember. Um, were there not some pass rushers that were available to be traded for? Anyway, um, we'll get more into all of this uh, kind of stuff. Uh, we're also watching right now. The college football playoff poll top 25 is uh, being uh, released. Um, Air Force coming in at number 25. Tulane at number 24. Um, that's your battle for who's going to get the big six bowl or non, non-big non six conference. No, what is it? The, the, the non-power five big six bowl game bid. It's a lot of words, you know, in there. A lot of words in there. So, uh, like TIT and then ANS. Um, anyway. See, that, that's easier to spell, right? 
like 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 T U and then L A N E, like two and lanes, right? We can spell that. Warren's just looking at me like like it's you're out of here early tonight, so you're out of here early. So everything is horrible right now, John Chuckery. Of yes. course, that's this is what we do. This is this is how we get things going uh, here. Um, so we'll give you the, uh, we'll give you the top 10 here in just a minute, uh, as this thing uh, goes along, we'll talk to, we'll talk to uh, Michael Rothstein and, and get some thoughts about the Falcons, uh, as well. Uh, game four of the world series, uh, is tonight. Um, what did I hear, Orrin? It's the lowest watched world series, especially game one, I think in like modern TV history or yeah, something like that. It's doing well in the Dallas well, Fort and the Worth markets, and yeah. markets, yeah, yeah. But this goes to show you that it's it's, ex- it's an extremely regional series and not a national world. Well, series. that's yeah. Again, it, there, there's not two glamour teams in it, um, and baseball itself is regional. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, baseball itself is a regional sport now. They've they've transformed baseball into a regional sport. Yeah, you get the ESPNs and you get some TBS and stuff like that, but. You know, the Bally's and everybody else, it's become a regional sport. So, you know, we're looking at game four. Texas uh, hasn't lost on the road, I think, in the playoffs so far. Arizona, of course. Um, so not exactly the most thrilling series. But, you know, look, it's baseball. It's the World Series, you know. So we'll keep you up to date about what goes on uh, there. Uh, college football. Uh, Georgia rolls uh, Florida uh, over the weekend. They just put a beat down on Florida. And uh, Georgia Tech does it again against North Carolina on a miracle play. And, look, I keep talking about this Haynes King. Like, he's just making play after play after play. And if you had thoughts about getting to a bowl game if you're Tech, that's a game you absolutely have to win. Had to win that game. So, great for Georgia Tech. Um, You know, look, they need to try to get to a bowl game and and get into – the postseason and just get this thing at least back on some track and some tread. All right, so far your uh, top ten. So Old Miss is number ten. Now Georgia plays Missouri this weekend, this Saturday. Then they play Old Miss the following Saturday. So you probably have two top ten teams. Um, assuming Old Miss uh, take care of their Surprise business. Surprise at who's sitting there at number eight? Uh, yeah, it is funny to see Alabama at eight. Oklahoma at nine, Alabama at eight. It is funny, you know, at seven and one to just see Alabama there, and especially because they're going to be behind two two Pac-12 teams. Oregon and uh, Washington will both be ahead of Alabama. Texas, no surprise, because they beat um, Alabama um, that they're ahead of them. But uh, it'll be two Pac-12 teams for sure in um, Oregon and um, uh, Washington that will be ahead. Now, some people think that, and we'll talk to Rusty Manziel as well. We'll talk to him at the top of the 9 o'clock hour and get his thoughts, uh, not just from the uh, Chuck House, but he's also from the what? Isn't that what it's called? I don't know. I'm not on it anymore, so wow. I don't know what it's called well, anymore. Again, we, we've got the Morning Shaft. We've got the Chuck House. We've got all these all these shows. It was free from that tyranny, sir. I'm gone from that one. Oh, okay. And then now you're with me. So you're not yeah, on the, not much better. You, you're not on the Chuck House. You're not on the Morning Shaft. You're not on any of those shows. So you can come in here with me, and we can spell. You know the the what is it called? What are they called? The the te, 
the the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee. I'm gonna kick you in your bag on knees, man. I'm gonna kick you both of your shins. Kick you in both the shins. That wouldn't be much. I mean, that you know, again, I'm I'm so old and tired. I just I'd I'd lay on the floor and just take a nap uh, from that point. But. But anyway, uh, so we're looking at the uh, at the top uh, ten uh, here now in the uh, world of the, the college football poll, and uh, some people are talking about Rusty Manziel was even brought, bringing this up when I talked to him. The idea of could Florida State be number two? I don't know if Florida State's number two. I think Michigan's pretty solidly number two. Brandon Adams had a really good point today on Andy and Randy. He says that if Georgia is not number one, then don't expect them to be second or third. Or excuse me, don't expect them to be uh, second either. So he thinks that if they're not number one, they're either going to be third or fourth in the, this first uh, this first I, CFP. I don't know how in the first poll you don't have Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State. Like I don't know how I don't know how you don't have those those four teams in that order, um, especially at this point of the year. You know, like it, it's not like Georgia's lost or anything. It's not like they're on the fringe or whatever. They're coming off a blowout, you know, uh, game against their rival. Um, they don't look like that they're going to lose anytime soon in the regular season. You know, the old Miss game will be interesting. And, you know, Missouri can score a little bit. You know, I'm still not sold on on a Missouri team. But, um, but Georgia feels like they're rounding into form right now. So I would be amazed if Georgia's not number one. Like, I, I don't see how they wouldn't be number one. Um, but – could Florida State be two? Could they be behind both of the Big Ten teams? You know, look, Florida State's got one of the better resumes in college football right now with, with wins over Clemson, with wins over LSU. Um, so, all right, so here we go with the, with, the, um, uh, with the top six. So Oregon comes in at number six. No surprise there. Let's see if Washington is uh, number five, um, unless they flip-flop Washington and, and Florida State. Uh, there's five undefeated Power Five teams left in the country, and Washington, Florida State, Michigan, Ohio State, and Georgia are those five teams. Washington comes in at number five. All right, so that means that Florida State probably will be four. I can't imagine that they put Florida State in over Ohio State, Michigan. Maybe, maybe Ohio State. Maybe, maybe Florida State could be three when all is said and done. And again, while these polls start to matter. They won't matter until after, you know, the 12th week of the season. They don't I matter now, you're saying, though, John Chuck? They don't matter now? Who's number one, two, three, or four? Um, I, the only reason that they matter is a little bit more of who could be on the outside and still move up. Like, Washington is sitting there right now that if one of those teams in front of them trips up, Washington is primed with a win over number six Oregon. They're primed to move up into the playoff spot. That's not really earth-shattering or revolutionary or anything like that, but in uh, Florida State is number four, so it's falling right into form. Um, I would assume that Ohio State will be number three, Michigan two, and uh, and Georgia one. I, I I can't even imagine a scenario where that's not what your what your top three is, and why they keep dragging this thing out for as long as they possibly can um, to get uh, to get the top three uh, in. Um, and by the way, Georgia-Florida State, that'd be a hell of a game. Georgia-Florida State would be a hell of a game. Now, we know, obviously, Michigan and Ohio State play each other. Oh, Michigan's number three. Okay. So it'll be Ohio State two, and it'll be Georgia one when we come back. 
All right, Falcons thoughts against the, against the T. What what is it? The T I T. Just the team from Tennessee. A N S. The Tennesseans. Okay. Oh, Georgia's number two. Wow. Georgia's number two. All right, lots to talk about here when we get back. Chuck Green and Kia Studios, Sports Radio, and that's a game, Odyssey.com app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuckery show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday night. Happy Halloween, everybody. It's time, kids. It's time. What, was this the dumbest Halloween movie that they could have come up with? I mean, you, you've got Michael Myers. You never saw Killer Clowns from Outer Space? I mean, you've got Michael Myers in the first two, right? And I, th- I still think Michael Myers is the best, like, villain or horror, you know, slasher of all time. And I still think Halloween, the original Halloween, still think it's the best horror movie ever made. And it was it was done on a shoestring budget and like it was made for less than half a million dollars. Now think about that in today's terms. Um less than half a million dollars in 19 what 78 money. And they had to get a buddy of John Carpenter's who they had to paint the William Shatner mask and but it was it's like jaws it was so simply done that that's what made it so good, right? It wasn't like Michael Myers was running around breakdancing and he's doing all these kinds of, you know, goofy stunts and stuff like that. It was just very simple, like he'd poke out from a tree or be standing in the corner of a house or just something, or he just didn't see him, and that's what made it so good. You use the suspense yes. as, a, as, a, as a major character in the movie. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and, you know, they didn't, again, they had a very tight window to shoot that movie in. But then they get to the third one because the second one's not bad. Second one's, second one's a little bit more bloody and kind of a little bit ridiculous in the hospital part of it, but okay. Then they get to the third one, and they have this 
the what was it the um what what's it what was it called the the festival the the Siham uh, festival or something ridiculous that that they had and this guy's making these computer chips to have snakes come out of people's heads and stuff like it was so ridiculous like it was just it was just the most ridiculous thing and these laser chips can melt somebody's head and um it, it was just the the whole thing was just really one of the more stupid movies um ever done but um Silver Shamrock still still with us today. So happy Halloween to everybody, and I uh, hope everybody is safe. Um, let me tell you who's not safe is Desmond Ritter right now. So we will know the official word coming up tomorrow, and I know Dukes and Bell will be talking to head coach, and we'll get the word. We'll probably know beforehand, but we'll know if Taylor Heineke is going to start. Look, here's the thing. So they lose 28-23. Obviously, Taylor Heineke played well, which he should. You've got a guy that's less than a year and a half into his career versus a guy that's got five years in the league. He's played for multiple teams. He's been uh, he has started a, a playoff game. I, I expect him to play better. Now the question is going to be, what are you thinking about long term? And I'm not talking about you, the fan. I'm talking about what is Arthur thinking about? Because right now. I, I don't have a – like, I, I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to use the concussion excuse again this week and say, well, Des, Des isn't quite feeling right, and, and we're going to start Heineke for a game or two. And that doesn't mean that Desmond Ritter can't come back in, but I think they're going to downplay the idea of Heineke starts for a couple of weeks just to see. If, if they lose over the next couple of weeks, then you go right back to Ritter. If you win, now you've got more of a controversy. Because, again, they're going to play the Minnesota Vikings at home who are without Kirk Cousins. They're without uh, Justin Jefferson, right, too? Um, They just traded arguably their best offensive lineman to the Jaguars. So what are they going to look like? They're going to be a mess coming in. And, yes, they won last week, but obviously – you know, things are different now without Kirk Cousins, and obviously, you know, they're down there on offensive linemen. So what this offensive looks like, and Jaron Hall will be making his first start. By all indications are he's going to make his first ever start out of BYU drafted, I think, last year, like in the sixth or seventh round or something like that. Okay. So that's a game they should win. And and I, like I said, I – I'm, I'm going to be curious to see what the thought process is. Are you still staying long-term with the idea of building Desmond Ritter, or are you going for potentially quick gratification and going with Taylor Heineke? Because you're going to get more of the instant gratification. Now, that doesn't mean that Taylor Heineke is any sort of answer, but for the long-term, I should say. But if it is win now and it is you know looking at Okay, who gives us the best chance to win? I don't have a problem if you're going to start Taylor Heineke. Just do it for the reasons that make sense. Don't do it for, well, Dez is still groggy and in concussion protocol or this, that, and the other. Don't do it for all those things. Do it for, hey, we're trying to just win now. Okay, everybody would respect that. If you just said, look, we're just trying to, trying to get through the next week or two here, 
win a couple of games, and then we'll reevaluate. Okay? No problem with that. Now, obviously, the big blow, Grady Jarrett, is lost uh, for the season. And this is a defensive line that, yeah, they sort of create pressures and all these kinds of things. And, and look, Ebba Katie had a sack in that game where basically the quarterback just fell down on his tukas. I mean, you know, but okay. Um, and I think he's at three and a half sacks now. It's not a bad number, you know, less than halfway through the season. You know, not that there's any real midway point of the season now that you have 17 games. But, again, eight games in, like three and a half sacks. Okay, if he's seven or eight sacks, it's not where I needed him to be, but it, it will be better. Um, again, I'm, I understand. Do, do I? Let me put it this way. Did I think that the Falcons were going to get either Montez Sweat or Chase Young? No. No, I never thought that they would be in the business of of getting either one of those guys, right? Like I, I never thought that they would be they would be in the mix. Yeah, they they flirted or whatever, and people are trying to sell me on. Well, you 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 can't trade away draft pay. Why? Why? If you're trying to win now, again, I, I, Mike Bell was talking about like, well, he's like the 13th best pass rusher in the NFL over the last five years, whatever like that. Orrin, I don't know if you heard me say this. The 35 and a half sacks that Montez Sweat has in his first five years, that'd be 10th all time for the Falcons. 10th yeah. in franchise history. That's just perspective on where this franchise is, this organization is in terms of drafting, signing, developing pass rushers. It's yeah. not, really, not really there. I mean, the problem has been for this franchise, we don't influence the line of scrimmage enough. You know, the 49ers went out and got Chase Young. Did they need another guy? No. But what what are they built off of? The reason, I, and again, I've told you all this before, the reason that they've been to five of the last ten NFC title games with three different quarterbacks and two different head coaches is because they're the best line of scrimmage organization in football. They value the offensive and defensive sides of the line of scrimmage more than any franchise in the sport. And guess what? It's done. It's paid dividends. Did you, did, Oren, did you see any of Jimmy Garoppolo last night? Oh, my God. I mean, he, had, he looks he lost. Horrible. Just lost and yeah. then didn't, get, didn't get rid of the football fast enough. It just never had time to throw. Yeah, it just it looked – it looked very elementary last okay, night for Jimmy and, Garoppolo. And, and guess what? When you don't have Trent Williams and Bosa and Armstead, and when you don't have all of those kinds of guys around you to take the pressure off of you, how, how many top 10 draft pick quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends do the 49ers have? There's not a plethora of those guys. But they maxim but again, they maximize their ability because they believe in the line of scrimmage. And I'm not saying teams don't believe in it, but it there's a difference between you wholeheartedly buy into it and invest your capital and resources, or you give it lip service and say, Well, we believe in it, but you have lip service to it. And that's the difference. 
And and again, yes, the quarterback is definitely hurting this team. But we don't influence both sides of the line scrimmage. Caleb McGarry, I, I, I listen. I wanted him re-signed. I'm really starting to regret that re-signing. You know what I'm even more regretting? We didn't draft Panay Sewell and put him at right tackle and, and let Jake stay for a few years and then flip-flop those guys. Because Caleb McGarry is not an answer at right tackle. How many times he, how many times is he going to get beat when, when he can go north and south and control the run game? That's one thing. But if you're asking your quarterbacks to throw it 35, 45, 50 times in a game, he can't hold up. I don't care if it's Desmond Ritter, Tyler Heineke, Joe Montana. They had guys running free at our quarterbacks. How does that happen? How do you have Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry running free at our quarterbacks? Those guys aren't any good. Is it? Did Jeffrey Simmons just get a hundred and something million dollars? Isn't Harold Landry a double-digit sack guy the last two years? How do you have guys like that just run free at us? And I will tell you, the Falcons ran it for 140 yards. Did that feel like the most empty 140 yards? The Bijan touchdown was a nice run, but it did not feel like they controlled the game running the football. It never felt like they controlled the game running the football. It felt like the Titans controlled the game running the football with Derrick Henry. Did it not? I mean, when they got to their four-minute offense, they were churning up first downs, churning up yards on the ground. They were picking up four yards, five yards when they needed to. And the Falcons, you know, again, the numbers say, hey, look, 140 yards, 5.4 yards per carry. But again, 34 pass attempts to only 26 rushes. And I know you got down a couple of scores in that game and what have you. And obviously, you know, our one of our acquisitions, you know, had the drop of the game that would have extended a drive on fourth down and just was a mess. I mean, it just it just was a mess all the way around. And look, I don't know if Desmond Ritter's the long-term answer. I want him to be. I I, I still think Desmond Ritter is a winner. I still think that he – I still think for what this team does, when when they exert their playing personality, run the football, control the offensive line of scrimmage, play good defense. By the way, too, I'll, I'll look this up in the break because I want to ask Michael about this. Our special teams have been a disaster the last couple of weeks, a couple of three weeks. And our field position, they had – what was it? Four of the first five possessions – we're inside the 15 in the first half. You can't ask a young quarterback to go 85 yards a clip to score touchdowns. All right, when we get back, Michael Rothstein from ESPN will join us. We'll uh, try to figure all of this out with him. Jeffrey hanging out in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, Nights in the Game, Odyssey.com app. This goes on open to after dark, and it ain't till 12 to the party really starts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at a Chuck Reese show. Hanging out with you in the Kia studios on this Tuesday night. Happy Halloween to everybody out there. Hope uh, all the kids are safe and you guys are having fun. And Beware of the man-eaters. Yeah, well, you know that this song wasn't about what it wasn't about what you think it was about. What do you think I think it was about, John well, Chucker? It's obviously the lyrics would tell you that it's, it's a woman and, you know, she's a man-eater, right? But this was about the record company. Oh, oh. Did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Daryl Hall and John Oates have both said that this this song was about their record company that they would eat artists up and spit them out. Oh. New perspective uh, that, of the that, song. That's, then. that's according to what they both said. They they've both been on record and, and talked about man eater. So there you go. All right. Well, still little, beware of the man eaters yeah. in one way or another. Well, a little trivia uh, for you there. So all right, let's uh, head out to waitfor.com hotline as the Falcons look to uh, get back on track, ish boy, against the uh, beat-up, banged-up Minnesota Vikings at home. Let's talk to our buddy Michael Rothstein. He, of course, covers the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN. ESPN.com is where you can check out all of his work. And as always on Twitter, uh, or what are we calling it, Twix, I believe, uh, Mike, uh, at oh, man, Mike Rothstein. I don't even know. I'm on threads now. I, I, I just, you, you know, you, you talked about man eaters, and now I'm sitting there, and I'm just like a gluten-free pastry eater. So, like, now I'm just trying to class, think of, like, different things I can eat, and now I'm hungry and want food. This is what you've done, Chuck. Well, listen, um, speaking of being sick to your stomach, um, the quarterback situation for the Falcons uh, right now, Mike, what does your gut tell you that we get what what the answer is going to be tomorrow? Not going to hold you to it, but what does your gut yeah. tell you? Oh man, um, my well, my gut right now is full of gluten free cookies. Um, <laughs> that's what it's telling me. Uh, no, my gut would tell me I I think it's going to be Taylor Heineke, um, but I think it's going to be Taylor Heineke in a clear like. This is not a permanent situation, and they're not going to characterize it as such. That it's going to be a one, maybe two game scenario, and then they reevaluate again. Because that, that, there's a good window here for them to do this, right? Like they, they need to win a game. Everybody understands that. If you take one thing from Arthur Smith's presser on Monday, is that they know they need to win this game badly. To, if, to kind of hang hang in the playoff race here, certainly in the wild card race, which they would are also in, despite the doom and gloom right now around the Atlanta Falcons, but also obviously the NFC South race. Well, Taylor if Heineke he, right now, you know, I, I think might give you that, but you have a bye after Minnesota and Arizona. So if it's not going well, you can go back to Desmond Ritter, and you've given Desmond Ritter a different vantage point. All of that said, the way Arthur Smith characterized it, is that the number one concern is Desmond Ritter's health. So that's going to be really interesting to see how all of this unfolds. I'm fascinated to see how Arthur Smith answers these questions, whether it is Ritter or whether it is Heineke, on Wednesday. I feel confident saying that it's not going to be the ultimate curveball on Logan Woodside. I feel confident there. Um, it, it, nothing would surprise me, guys. I, I I will say that the way he talked on Monday, it definitely felt like he was it was setting up that it would be Taylor Heineke, but that's not 
me with any super insider information. That is me just reading tea leaves like anybody, like everybody else. They've been pretty quiet about all of this. Yeah, and I will say I agree with you. Um, I, I think if somehow, if they go zero and two, there will be no hesitation to go right back to to Desmond Ritter. Um, if if they can't win with with Taylor Heineke, and and again, even if they're one and one, and and maybe don't look so good, I could still see them going back to Desmond Ritter. Let me ask you about, you know, obviously we just had the trade deadline. Were you surprised that they didn't make, you know, the one, I guess the one move that they made was uh, Contavious Street, uh, just as basically a rotational depth piece. But were you surprised at all? I mean, again, we heard rumors about they would be in the mix for people, but nothing obviously materialized. Uh, the one that I thought was, was a real possibility was Montez Sweat. That seemed real uh, based off of conversations uh, I had with some people uh, around the NFL. That seemed very real, but, you know, and listen, I I saw on all the social medias that they're, you know, people are so mad and frustrated that they didn't get anybody and that they didn't get Montez Sweat. Well, the Chicago second round pick could end up being essentially a first it could end up being the first or second pick in the second round which is essentially like a first round pick almost you see people trade up for that for those two slots specifically every year in the draft so that's a much better deal for washington than a second if and i'm not saying the falcons were offering a second round pick i I don't know what what any offer may have looked like but if they did, that second round pick could end up being the mid to mid to late second round if things go well for Atlanta. So that's a massive difference in the type of player you're talking about, maybe even some of the trade value. Maybe if you are Chicago wanting to trying to or sorry, rather, Washington, if you are Washington, maybe to try to get back up into the first round, that that pick right there becomes even more valuable for you down the road. I understand why Washington would take that deal over any deal that Atlanta would have offered, even if it was a second round pick. And again, I don't know if they did make an offer, what that offer was. So, and sometimes it's not just, Oh man, they didn't get the player. Why didn't they get the player? Well, sometimes it's that there's 30 other teams besides the Falcons and the team that is making the trade that has attempts to make offers too. And if they really want a guy, they're going to make an offer and every team has to assign a value to how high they're willing to go. So don't get mad at the Falcons that they didn't oversell to get Montez sweat or deal Hunter who did not end up getting moved. I don't think chase young was ever a real possibility uh, for the Falcons. Uh, just my gut there. Don't get mad that they, they didn't get somebody necessarily because you look at what the offers were and whether the Falcons were willing to make those offers a, even in an equivalency scenario. Michael Rothstein, Falcons beat reporter for ESPN, joining me here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Do you think that we, with Grady Jarrett out, and obviously, you know, the, the rotation has got a little bit of depth to it, but I, I think you have some guys that deserve – some more playing time on the outside. Do you think Campbell stays a little bit more on the inside of the defensive line and we see a little bit of a D'Angelo Malone, certainly Ebba Cady, um, you know, obviously Bud Dupree, Carter. Do you think 
Campbell ends up playing a little bit more on the inside moving forward. Well, uh, Chuck, Chuck, they play different positions, right? Like, I mean, all those guys you named are guys who are playing mostly standing up except in pass rush, you know, except in pure pass rush situation. Uh, and even then, they're, they're kind of playing standing up. Uh, yeah, I think we can see Campbell jump inside a little bit more. I think we'd see Omignata. Well, I butchered his name again. Sorry about that, David. David Omignata maybe move inside a little bit more. Don't forget, Timmy Horn's still on their practice squad, and he started five games for them last year. He's a big body in the middle. They have Albert Huggins, who they've been hanging around, who's been hanging around this roster. They do have depth to Quan Graham as well. They have depth here to play with. LaCale London is the guy who took a lot of Grady Jarrett's work, but part of that might have also very well been the fact that they had three defensive linemen inactive. Mm-hmm. on Sunday against the Titans. It's going to be, I think, an open competition to see how all of this shakes out here. But they're going to have to figure something out. Is it possible that they change some of the looks on their defense to maybe get Arnold Ebiquete on the field more? Sure, I, I think that that's a possibility. But, again, those guys play different positions. I don't think that you want to see an Arnold Ebiquete with his hand on the ground all that often. Lorenzo Carter is probably the better bet there if they were to k- kick, say, Campbell inside. Um, let me ask you about Ebicati's snap counts this year, snap percentage. You know, it's been uh, last week was forty nine percent. You know, again, he's I think I think he leads the team with three and a half sacks. I believe is is the number. Do you think that he needs to get on the field more, or is he still kind of in that learn mode about what this defense is? Because again. He's your arguably your best pass rusher, or at least in one of the top positions for it. Does he need to be on the field more? I mean, forty nine percent just seems like it's still arbitrarily low for him. Well, you have to remember too, there were a couple games early on where he barely played at all, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, so those numbers are a little bit skewed there. But some of it has to do with the opponents that they're playing. Like there, are, there are certain opponents that they will play where he's going to play more, and a lot of times it seems that maybe you're not going to spread you out, right? Because if you're going to be spread out and playing in a nickel, like all game long where, where basically the offense on the field, 85% of the snaps, well, look at what they run. They run a lot of 3-3-5. They run a lot of 4-2-5. And that doesn't always bode well for Arnold Abiquete depending on what they think might be coming. Like they, to me, it's going to completely depend on situations. Now, due to some injuries that they have, may they have to play him more? Yeah. Do I think he can give them more? Yeah, I do. But it's still somewhat situational. We're not talking about, and this is no a knock on Arnold Evaketa here, like we're not talking about a complete, like all pro edge rusher here. Right, like he, he has not shown in his career that he has to his to this point in his career. Maybe he can get there because edge rushers and defensive linemen sometimes develop at a later pace. He has not shown he can get to that level. So you're going to use him in the spots to be successful, and largely, this defense has been successful this year. I would say the one game where you can say that they were not was last week against Tennessee. But when you lose Grady Jarrett. Uh, you know, even though he plays in the front, that I think shakes up everything. And 
if we're really being honest here, you know, the the thing that would anger me maybe the most if I were the Falcons is that A.J. Terrell, DeAndre Hopkins play, which led to Hopkins' first touchdown, because that was, I mean, Gene Snerker, I believe, said it on the broadcast. It was pretty clear it was offensive pass interference. A.J. Terrell was basically spun around like a top. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and that changed, in some ways, the tenor of the game, but they couldn't guard DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> well, that's, that's, so it doesn't really matter what's going on up front if they're just going to let DeAndre Hopkins roam free and make big play after big play. Mike, the other thing, uh, last question for you that uh, I want to touch on is field position because it was dreadful um, against the Titans. The Falcons are now last in the NFL in average starting field position. And, you know, again, special teams was a real problem on on Sunday with the punt return game. Um, just people look lost, you know, out there. I mean, that has to change. I mean, you you can't – and, again, I know it, whether it's Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke, you're asking guys to drive, you know, longer for touchdowns than any team in the NFL right now. You know, that has to change. Having a young quarterback that has to average, you know, 75, 76 yards to get a touchdown is not an easy thing. What can be done to help with the special teams? Is it just simply getting a competent return guy – or is there something else in that as well? Uh, the whole thing will, you know, Marquise Williams will tell you the whole thing goes together, right? So Mike Hughes' decisions were baffling to me on Sunday. I, I don't really know what was going on back there. And, you know, I think we saw that because eventually they, they, they made a move there. One of the things that has not been talked about much this year that is an underrated loss is when Avery Williams went down in the spring. Mm -hmm. Avery Williams was arguably the best punt returner in the NFL last season. And and if he wasn't the best, he was in the top three and he was great. And he's very good at it. He's very shorthanded and he's very smart with his decision-making back there. Like that's, that's what he does is what he has done in college. It's what got him to the NFL. Not having him there has been really, really difficult for them. And then the second part of it is, remember who won the job out of camp, right? It was D. Alford. Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden, D. Alford's playing every snap of nickel, and they need him to be playing every snap of nickel. So if you have him out there too much, that's a lot of work. And it's a lot of work in a lot of different ways. And then if he gets hurt, your whole secondary situation gets a little bit messed up. So I, I don't know what they do there. That's going to be a question to watch this week. That's going to be a question for Marquise Williams on Thursday. And you're right. They do need better field position. They need, they need a little bit better, more from their special teams, at least I would say in the punt coverage and in the punt return, because kick coverage has been fine and kick return when they let Cordero Patterson return a kick it usually goes fairly well. Teams just aren't really letting Cordero Patterson return kicks. So it's kind of punk. And Bradley Pinion, by the way, from a net average, from both a net average and a total just gross average punting, best year of his career, at least going into this past Sunday. So you look at that and you say, well, it's not necessarily Bradley Pinion. So I look at the return unit, and then I look at the coverage unit, which is the Gunners and some of the other guys. They need to figure out some situations there 
because it has been too inconsistent, although I will say Mac Hollins and Richie Grant both made really nice stops on special teams on Sunday. Michael Rothstein covers the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN. Check out his work at ESPN.com. Join me here on the WaitFor.com hotline, and he's on X or Twix or Threads or Rolls or or Yarn or whatever it is. You know, well, at what Michael are Rothstein. rolls? Like, are there are there gluten free cinnamon rolls that are now a social media app? Is that what's going on here, man? You, you're getting me excited. Yes, I can I can sell you some gluten free, sugar free. No calorie. Uh, no, not sugar free, just gluten free. Okay. I, I can't eat gluten. I can have all the sugar. Okay. Well, listen, uh, got, glad you can. You can have it all for me. So, anyway, Mike, as always, buddy, appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes uh, on the show. We'll chat again soon. Absolutely, my man. Anytime. You got it. When we come back for the top of the hour, it will be time for the Falcons flyover. We will hear from the head coach at his press conference yesterday. Plus, your pro football focus grades against the Titans. Chuck in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, Nights on the Game, Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.